I'm not Roger Goodell's biggest fan, to say the least. He lost me, and I mean lost me 100% with the Ray Rice incident. I'm not going back on that. Not then, not now, not ever. However, he did say something yesterday at the Super Bowl with which just about everyone in the football world will disagree. Not me. Not me. I'm totally with him on this one. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dayon Kovacevic of TK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. There's no way you can have a Goodell press conference without bringing up officiating. Actually, there's no way you can have a press conference with any sitting commissioner in any sport without bringing up officiating. Everyone thinks that their sport is poorly officiated. Everyone thinks that their sport, their favorite sport, is the worst officiated of all of them. Why? You pay the most attention. You see the most games, you debate the most calls. And the next sports fan anywhere who begins a conversation with, hey, do you see that great call that guy made in the game last night? Did you see? What a terrific job he did. <laughs> we'll be the first. No one does that. No one does that anywhere. It's a lot like calling City Hall to say that the, the trash guys did an excellent job job of picking up this week. So within that environment, try to imagine, imagine the reaction to Goodell saying this yesterday in Phoenix. Uh, I think for us, when you look at officiating, I don't think it's ever been better in the league. There are over 42,000 plays in a season. Multiple infractions could occur on any play. Take that out or extrapolate that. That's hundreds if not millions of, of, of potential fouls. And our officials do an extraordinary job of getting those. Are there mistakes in the context of that? Yes, they are not perfect and officiating never will. But we've also had obviously replay and other aspects that help us address those issues to make sure they're not uh, something that uh, we can't correct on the field. That's right. Raj says, never better. The officiating's never been better than it is right now in the National Football League. But you want to know something? He's 100% right. It's better this year than it was last year. It was better last year than it was the year before that. And it's infinitely better than it's ever been once you start going into the past. This is going to sound like a cop-out technicality on my part to even bring this up, but it's true that officiating 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago had nowhere near the technology available, nowhere near the training available, the full-time officials available, the general scrutiny available that enhances, maybe pressures excessively, but nonetheless enhances the urgency of the refs to get the call right and to be as impartial as possible always. This only magnifies with every passing year. And that can't and shouldn't be ignored. 
you know, one of the things that crossed my mind an awful lot around this past December when everyone was commemorating the Immaculate Reception and showing it from as many angles as were available, including from the seats, uh, from the Oakland sideline at Three River Stadium, if you've seen that camera angle, and everyone's trying to piece it together like it's the Zapruder film, guess what? It kind of was like the Zapruder film. Because there were only two, three, what was it, uh, cameras that fateful day in Dallas, there couldn't have been a whole lot more than that at Three Rivers. And you're trying so hard to see, did Franco actually catch the ball? Is there any movement on the ball? Is there any sign whatsoever that it hit the ground, or in this case at Three Rivers, the turf? Do you guys know what that play would be today? Do you know the kind of... Uh, Angles, magnification, every single blade of grass, uh, the point of contact. And remember that that was in, in debate, too, as to whether or not that was legal because of Jack Tatum's hit on Frenchie Fuqua. What did the ball actually strike? Uh, who hit it? And I'm not even mentioning as to whether or not some other official might have called somebody else for uh, holding defensive interference, offensive interference. Uh, how about an illegal man downfield after that big scramble that Terry Bradshaw has to undergo? How about an illegal man downfield? Can you imagine if there was one of the Steelers linemen who were just a handful of yards down the field and somebody throws a flag? Hey, you can say, and I can like ethereally hear you right now, well, that's the way it should be. It doesn't need to be over officiated. That's as it. That's that's the way football was meant to be. You don't want Franco running down that sideline and getting into the end zone and having everyone wonder, "Oh, is this going to get challenged? What about that? What about this?" And say, "Oh no, oh no, what's that flag doing over there?" Or is John Madden going to throw his own red flag? Of course he is in that situation. He's going to find something to challenge. And it kills the suspense of the moment. You're going to say, that that takes a lot of the fun out of sports. Well, guess what, my friends? You can't have it both ways. And in general, the people who follow football can't have it both ways. What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh? Respect, rigor, relevance. That's the Point Park pledge. You'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported academically to graduate with career-ready, relevant skills. Visit pointpark.edu to learn more. This game, at this stage of its existence, is in all likelihood over-officiated. And it's over-scrutinized for its officiating. But within that, within that, it's also the best it's ever been officiated because they're catching infinitely more than they ever did or could in the past. What you want to ask yourself is if that's good, if that's something that helps the sport, that boosts everyone's enjoyment of the sport, because I will remind you that it was not so long ago in New Orleans that the Saints were completely robbed because of a bad pass interference non-call. 
What ended up happening? Well, we're now going to review every single pass that comes along. And nobody wanted it. The officials didn't want it. The teams really didn't want it. So every time they would throw a flag, what would happen? Remember this? The officials were like, we're not calling that. Sorry. You know, we were never doing that before. We're not doing it now. And they got rid of it. And they got rid of it. And guess what? Nobody's missed it. Nobody's missed it. The game is better officiated than ever because it's more officiated than ever. I don't know if that's anyone's goal here. When we come back, J1Q. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by our good friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located on Federal Street, directly across from PNC Park. Mike has more than 500 beers on tap, including from more than 50 local breweries. Stop in and say hello. Tell Mike we sent you. Mike's Beer Bar. In regard to your comments this week on Alex Highsmith, do you think if he has another season on par with this past one, or if his trajectory continues, an even better one, that he's done enough to warrant a decent extension? I agree with your points about his consistency. It seems he's either making play after play or you don't hear his name called at all. I really like the kid, think he's that classic small school Steelers linebacker, but I can also see him being one of those players that we look back on and say, yeah, he was a fun guy to watch for the four or five years that we had him. I think extension talks are going to happen this summer. I don't think there's any reason to delay that. I think the opening that's there for Omar Khan with the cap space that's in play uh, is real. I think the uh, outlook, the longer-term outlook for the Steelers in the cap is healthy enough that you can get that done. And maybe to your point, if they look at what Highsmith has done and they value it, say, maybe more than you or I do, and I can't stress this enough, I'm not knocking the kid in any way. He has been a player for this team. He should have been in the Pro Bowl and everything else. All I'm saying is be careful about elevating him into some elite status. That's the only, only, only emphasis I've had this week as it relates to Highsmith. Because as you pointed out, it it can't just be the sacks. It's got to be a regular, visible, tangible presence on the field. But yeah, if you're Omar, you can approach Highsmith and his representation and say, listen, we see that the NFL didn't appreciate you. Uh, The dude that does the podcast, that weirdo guy with the Serbian name, he doesn't appreciate you. But we do, and we want to sit here with you today and let you know how much we appreciate you by signing this long-term contract. We think the world of you and TJ as a pair. We have TJ signed for X additional years. Uh, We want to make sure that you're taken care of as well. And you just might, again, going back to your word trajectory here, get him at a lower rate than if you were to wait a little bit. You see what I'm saying? Because if he were to 
explode and unfold into this thing that uh, I'm hoping that he does. Awesome. Great. But he'll be a lot more expensive. So, yeah, I would definitely look into it. I would also consider all kinds of other variables, including current needs, restructures, uh, possibly restructuring TJ himself to help make that happen. The state of your backup quarterback position, the state of your inside linebacker, the state of your defensive line, the state of your cornerbacks. That's uh, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff. I am not jealous of the job that Omar has. Believe me, I appreciate question i appreciate everyone listening to daily shot of steelers we will do another one of these tomorrow and it will be focused on the big game